Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast, where your source for personal, professional, and organizational growth and development, where we share original research, explore industry trends, and interview executives and thought leaders from across the globe. We hope you join us often for practitioner-oriented content around all things related to leadership, HR, talent management, organizational development, and change management. Maximize your personal and organizational potential with Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page, and please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. In this HCI podcast episode, I talk with Vicki McGrath about leveraging gut feelings to drive life fulfillment and success. Vicki McGrath, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. Well, thank you for having me on your show, John, and uh, I hope together we can help your audience learn to trust their gut and create a life they love using their intuition. Wonderful. Well said and a good introduction, better than I could say myself. Um, You're absolutely right. Today, we're going to be talking about leveraging gut feelings to drive life fulfillment and success. And it's, it's an interesting thing because, you know, we live in a data heavy world. Uh, people talk a lot about making data-driven decisions. I, I'm a believer in, in utilizing the data that's available to try to inform our decisions. Uh, but you have what's going on in the heart and the mind. And I do believe that we need, to, we, we have an amazing amount, we have a, a capacity for intuition uh, as human beings that we need to lean into and leverage. Uh, so it's, it's a matter of coupling the, the intuitive uh, feelings, the gut feelings with available data uh, to be able to make the best decisions possible. And I understand that sometimes there's a tension there for people. Sometimes it's hard to to navigate, um, you know, that that seeming incongruency between approaches, but I think they actually can and should go hand in hand. Uh, so I'm excited to hear more about your take on this and any insights you can provide as we get started, I wanted to share Vicki's bio with everybody. Vicki McGrath is a certified life purpose medium and 25-year Reiki practitioner who empowers mid-career women to create a life they love using their intuition. Vicki offers a step-by-step approach for motivated mid-career women to learn about how to use mindset to raise their vibrations, discover their intuitive gifts, and learn how to use their intuition to create a life they love. Vicki offers mentorship and speaking engagements through keynote workshops or mastermind formats that allow her audience to understand their intuitive gifts and how to use them for success in every facet of life. And I could go on and on, but I'm going to pause there, give you a chance at this point, Vicki, to share anything else about yourself, your background, your personal context, and then we'll dive on into the conversation further. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, I help my clients really uh, to energetically align with their their goals and dreams. And I guess that's probably just the bit, the bottom line for that, even though it sounds uh, maybe a little woo woo or 
uh, metaphysical. Really, it's just about, you know, my three-step process is pretty easy. Uh, it's just about feeling better and then taking the action that flows from that feeling better and then just celebrating what goes well. And so I think your point about having data is, is important. And that is definitely, you know, that's the cycle. If you feel better, the information you need comes to you and then you can take action based on the information that's come through. So I think your point is important. And I think your audience will enjoy having a little bit of a different conversation about how to use the, the inspiration that comes to them today. Yeah, and I, I really do like that word inspiration. And perhaps it's my religious upbringing, my kind of spirituality um, that I feel is just ingrained in who I am. Uh, but I, I just think that's a really important piece of the human condition, uh, our our life's journey. And I'm not here to to try to shove any values or beliefs down anyone's throat or anything like that. But I do think being able to become in tune to ourselves and in tune to those around us, uh, I think it is powerful. And whether you call that heightened levels of empathy or you call it you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, metaphysical or not, um, I, I think there's there's a lot of power there. Uh, and it's interesting, too, because, again, we live in a data-driven world, largely. Uh, there's a, a, a mechanized world uh, with with um, things monitoring everything that we do all the time. So there's there's tons of, of content out there directed right at us based on our preferences and everything's tracked and there's sensors for everything. Right. And so we have all this stuff creating all this data that people are trying to make data-driven decisions. That's getting fed into AI and deep machine learning algorithms and such. But at the end of the day, you still need to be able to make sense of the data that's there in front of you about what you're actually seeing and what you're actually observing. And my experience has been that many people that pride themselves on being very data-driven um, oftentimes, you know, if, if you think about it, like maybe a pendulum, sometimes the pendulum is swung way too far, uh, towards quote unquote, being data-driven to the point where there's almost a disconnect between the actual lived experience of people on the ground, or in, in the case of a business, the frontline employees, what they're actually experiencing that lived experience versus, you know, decision-making that's being, um, based solely off of particular metrics or whatever. And so there's always an interpretation. There's always a narrative that we need to form around whatever the information is that we have at our disposal. And all we're arguing for, I think today is that let's make sure that that intuitive piece, that relational piece, that empathetic, that empathetic piece, like all of that can be tied into the decision-making process so that we can make human decisions, not just uh, data-driven decisions. And I think to your point, uh, you know, the, the reality there is that we are the creators of our lives, right? So when people are looking at all of the things that are driving uh, their experiences in life, you can choose at any given moment, a different approach, a different thought, a different reality. And so although really, you know, there is evidence that um, the outside world is creating our reality, uh, it, from my perspective, actually, we create our own reality. And so what I've noticed is that when I'm working with clients, it's because they're feeling anxious or 
they've had some, you know, they're, they're having some negative uh, thoughts that are kind of like on a negative thought loop. And I think this happens when you rely on the outside world to drive your thoughts and experiences. And so this is why I have come up with this formula around feeling better, taking inspired action and celebrating when it's going well, because what it is, is actually making the choice to feel better. So you notice the negative thoughts that are going on in your mind. You notice that you're thinking the same thoughts that you thought yesterday and the day before and the day before that. And that is, you know, that is proven that 96% of our thoughts are the same thoughts that we had yesterday and the day before and, you know, for the last however many days. And that's because the thoughts continue to match each other up and they continue to drive our same experience. So we have to notice that negative thought loop and we have to consciously come aware of it and say, do I really want to continue matching those thoughts or is it time for me to think something new, something better, that something makes me feel good inside? And so that's, you know, the notice the negative thoughts and then choose, you know, become aware and then choose. Do I want to continue matching those same thoughts or do I want to replace them with something that makes me feel better, something that makes me feel empowered, enlivened, inspired? Or, you know, do I want to continue to go down the same thought loop that I've been living the last month of my life and wonder where the time's gone, right? So once you've decided, okay, I'm going to become a conscious creator, from this moment on, I'm going to choose the thought that I think, I'm going to choose the feelings that I feel, I'm going to choose my own experiences, then that's when you can start to feel better and see new things coming into your experience, into your thoughts, you get new insights, new ideas, new people uh, come into your life because all of a sudden you've lifted yourself out of that negative thought loop. And so I would say, you know, the, the key piece that you were mentioning there is that we have this story in our minds that the things that we see outside of ourselves are real or are the truth or are the, the experience, but the, the fact of the matter is we are the creators of our experience. And so, you know, you just need to choose something new, something different, something positive that allows you to have a different experience and feel better about how things, and the, the, the thing about that is that you notice, when you notice, oh, I don't have to think that thought anymore, I can choose a new thought and I feel better because of thinking the new thought, all of a sudden you realize that you are in control of your life and you can choose how you want to move forward from there. And it's, it's just amazing to have that breakthrough with my clients because that when they realize that they're actually in control, they can see how their current program or paradigm or story or however you want to call it has been driving their thoughts and their actions and their outcomes for their entire lives. And, you know, to your point about looking at the world as data driven, you know, the world that we live in our minds was programmed by people who had no idea what they were doing for the most part, right? We were programmed by our parents, by our teachers, by our bosses, by our friends to think and behave and act a certain way. 
But those people, not like a computer or a phone where the people who are programming those things are phenomenally uh, aware of how to do these things. They are educated and, you know, that's their job is to program something so that it works in a, in a certain way. The people who programmed our amazing minds had no idea what they were doing. They just basically told us the same things that their parents or their uh, previous teachers or whatever, whoever it was that was talking to them about their lives, they just programmed us with the same thoughts. And, and so to your point about religious thinking, religious thinking is just that. It's thinking just like, you know, you can think one day uh, I, I'm a blonde and you can think the next day I'm a brunette. And the truth is you can, you can change your thoughts just like that. And so if you're feeling anxiety or negative thoughts, it's because uh, your own innate nature is trying to point out to you that you're just repeating a thought pattern or habits or program that was that was programmed by somebody else. And it's time for you to now consciously choose what to yeah. think going forward. And I do think it's, it's worth noting, uh, we've talked about um, these sorts of topics on the podcast before, and I always note that, of course, there are certain um, mental health challenges and conditions that require medication because of brain chemistry, and um, there, there's a time and a place for therapy and all of these things, right? So nothing that we're suggesting is that, you know, we shouldn't, we shouldn't utilize the tools that are there to help us increase our, our mental health. Um, but what you, what I hear you saying is that in addition to those other tools, um, which some people may need, depending on their circumstances, just like, you know, I, I break my arm, I go to the doctor, I, I get my, my bones set, I get some pain meds, hopefully I can heal. You know, we, mental health is in many ways, the same thing. Um, we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves, that we're investing in ourselves and such. But the, the, a, a lot of therapy actually is all about um, as you go through talk therapy, a lot of therapy is all about making sure that we're challenging some of our assumptions and being realistic with the the narratives that are playing out in our heads and the 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 thought loops that we're experiencing, like you said, and learning how to disrupt them. And so, w- what I hear you saying is that we can proactively start that process on our own right now, um, so that if we notice ourselves going down a rabbit hole, that we can we can learn what that looks like for us. We can disrupt it. Uh, we can reprogram, even rewire the synapses in our brain to go in a different direction. Uh, so we, we're not slaves to our ways of thinking. It can be disrupted. We can change it. Uh, it takes work, but we can do it. And all of that, I think, can lead to more fulfilling and more healthy lives. And if I if I think about, um, you know, applying this into the workplace, for example, for just a moment, uh, as a leader, uh, I have to deal with a whole bunch of stuff. Um, there's a lot of challenges thrown at me every day. There's fires that need to be put out. There's interpersonal dynamics that have to be, um, you know, dealt with or managed or, or however you want to frame it. Um, there are institutional and organizational crises that need to be addressed. Like I, I can't put my head in the sand and I can't, you know, just try to focus on positive things and pretend like hard things or bad things aren't happening because they are. Um, the question <clears throat> isn't, you know, whether, hard things or messy things are happening in the world around us. The question is, how are we going to respond to it? Uh, And when they happen to us, do we start to 
this downward spiral <laughs> or do we, we do we you know set our feet stay firm and address it in a way that's going to be productive and and that's i think the mark of a, you know the difference between good leaders and bad leaders that's one of the main differences is the good leaders are going to lean into the messiness the 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 um the challenges that they face and they're going to approach them in productive ways uh unhealthy leaders they either cower at the challenges that they face or more often than that even is they they just start to uh, throw people under the bus. They look for other people to blame. They create a toxic environment to deflect from whatever their, you know, whatever's happening that they maybe feel like they can't control. Um, and so let's learn how to to face things head on. And, and this doesn't take away the messiness of the world, the challenges that we face. The world is a messy place. There's no question about it. And I can't put my head in the sand about that. Um, I need to be proactive about trying to address the challenges that are around me in society and my communities and my family and at work. Um, but if I approach it with a growth mindset, with an abundance mindset, and I approach it you know, from a stance of positivity that you know, I can be the change and help drive the type of positive change I want for relationships and for the organization, then that will manifest, right? And good things will happen. Uh, but the opposite is also true. If you're always um, going negative, uh, you're, you're going to get that. That's going to manifest itself for you too. And I love that you pointed out the, you know, the, the mental health piece, because this is really actually what got me into this, uh, uh, or really what allowed me to have sort of my spiritual awakening around recognizing my intuitive gifts is that, you know, very early on in the pandemic, I, I, I'm in business with my husband as well. We own a, a, a business together. We've been in business for seven years and uh, our business is largely dependent on um, external um, business connections or uh, staff outside of our office. You know, it's, it's a business that requires interaction with the community. And that is my job or role in the organization is to be the external face of the business. And I really noticed that very early on in the pandemic, I started to spiral down in a negative way because I was no longer able to have those human connections that I was really dependent on. Uh, not only for the business, but for my own uh, emotional and, and mental well-being. I, I'm an extrovert. I love connecting with people. I like being out in the world. Uh, I like doing events and, and having, uh, you know, lots of uh, crowds around me. I, I am energized that way. Some people aren't. But for me, that was what started to happen is that I started to go down this negative uh, spiral. I started to feel these, this negative thought loop. Uh, day in and day out, it was the same negative thought loop. And I decided that I was going to address it. And I wasn't going to um, just continue on that thought process because it felt bad. <laughs> it felt bad. So I am certainly not a mental health expert. I would not ever support or promote that anybody give up their, their mental health uh, or mental uh, clinician's uh, direction. Uh, around their mental health. But what I have found through my own experience is that by choosing to feel positive, I felt better. And I read a book, which was already on my shelf, uh, Train Your Brain by uh, Dana Wild. And she was the one that really, uh, you know, 
showed me the the fact that the negative thought loop is is actually created by a, a, a section of the brain called the reticular activating system. And that little piece of the brain just matches up what you're thinking about all day long and then shows you in the external world or basically supports what you're thinking in the external world. So not only do you feel bad, but what you see happening around you is matching up how you feel. And so you really start to think, wow, this, you know, things are getting really bad. I'm really feeling terrible here and I don't know what to do. So I decided that I was going to choose a different, a different approach. And that's how I help others as well is that I just help them exactly like you said you know you can choose to see the negative you can choose to um, have a negative interpretation of what's happening you can choose to have a negative response to the people around you or you can choose your response and you can choose how you're thinking about it so that you actually are in control of your response to circumstances that are around you and the the funny thing is that once you realize that and you start to feel better, that's when, as I said, the new insights and ideas and people come into your life. And that's what I call intuition, right? That's the, that's the part that flows into your, your being when you allow yourself to feel good. And I really believe that feeling good is actually our baseline, but we've, we've come to look outside of ourselves so much that we expect the external world to validate or verify or demonstrate how we should be feeling instead of looking at it the other way around that we are in fact the creators of our thoughts. Absolutely, people will have, uh, you know, will have things that they need to do for their own mental health. But if you can look at it in a way that gives you relief, I think that's a value. Yeah. And we've already referred to it, but if we get to the question about like, how do you best develop and cultivate a fulfilling, successful life? You know, I, I have my guess as to what you're going to say to that, but why don't you share with us, you know, kind of your, your thought, your tip, your insight around maybe one of those first steps towards more fulfillment uh, so that we can leverage our, our intuition and our gut feelings towards more success. Well, what I say is that, um, you know, the first step is feeling better. And so to feel better, you have to think a better thought. Just that's the bottom line. You just have to think a better thought. So if you're having challenges with the way things are thinking, just start to introduce on a regular basis, maybe just a couple of positive thoughts. Everything is okay. All is well. Things are working out for me things are really working out for me, you know, just interrupt the thought, just interrupt it, just something really generic, it doesn't have to be anything specific. And then as you start to feel better, and you notice, okay, that that thought interrupted the powder and that thought interrupted the powder. And if you just keep saying it, everything is working out for me. I can do this. All is well. Everything is okay. Everything is going my way. You just that's how you you start it. you just started by noticing, okay, I just had that that negative thought again, there it is again, there it is again. And then just immediately, don't think about it anymore. Don't dwell on it. Don't think, oh, darn, what a 
goof, I just thought again, the same thought. It's natural. It's just the natural way your brain works. So just interrupt it. Uh, everything is okay. Everything is going well. Things are unfolding perfectly for me. Just really general and generic. And then what will happen is that as you start to feel better, it, it's the energetic lift. Like we don't realize how, like the whole world is energy. We are energy. Our thoughts are energy. Everything is energy. And so if you're in a negative thought loop, your energy is low. Your energy is low. That's the bottom line. And so when you start to feel better, actually your energy rises, it lifts. It feel you, that's why you feel better. Those are the, the things that you notice. You feel better, your energy raises. You feel better, your energy raises. And so when you've started to raise your energy levels, your vibration, your frequency, however you want to call it, depending on your interest in the law of attraction, <laughs> um, that's when you start to get these intuitive gifts hitting you, like uh, talk to this person that you maybe haven't talked to in a long while, or you get the idea to read a book, or you hear somebody else talking about something that sounds interesting to you. And that's just you know, you see a book on your shelf and you think, oh, I haven't read that book. And it looks like it might be helpful for me, just like I did with the Train, Train Your Brain book, right? You know, things just suddenly start to percolate in there because what's happened is you've interrupted that negative pattern and allowed the vibration to raise, which then allows new ideas, insights, and thoughts to come into your mind, which were suppressed before that because you were just on the same loop. And then what you do then is you choose, okay, now I see, I, I, I place my negative thoughts with positive thoughts, I feel better. Now you choose to move forward, thinking about something even more interesting and exciting and enlivening and empowering. And that's where goals and dreams and thinking about things in a positive, proactive manner comes to help you even further, because then you can say, all right, now I'm going to move forward and I'm going to choose a really exciting or fun goal. And then you feel really excited and good about moving forward with that goal. And then as you move forward and you see all of these great things that are happening, you're changing your thoughts, new ideas are coming in, you're, you're moving forward on your goal, you're taking inspired action. You, you can then just celebrate whatever's going well. And that that circuit, that's my formula. That circle, that is just like a, a self-fulfilling virtuous circle. Every time you feel better, you feel like taking action. Every time you take action, you give yourself a little wee and cheer yourself on a little bit more. And then it's just this, it's just this wonderful uh, loop of, of how to continue moving forward, feeling better and creating a life you love. Yeah, I love it. And whether you call it intuition or inspiration, um, there's actually a lot of research out there, a growing body of research on flow states um, in the workplace. And so people who may be concerned about the woo-woo kind of connotation or whatever, it's kind of the same thing, but it's just a different way of framing it. But the reality is we put ourselves in certain conditions and it, al it allows our brain to make new connections <laughs> and to, and to do it in, in creative, interesting ways. And I like to think of that as inspiration that, you know, those flashes of inspiration that hit you where you all of a sudden see something that's been sitting right there in front of you for forever, but you just never made the connections, right? Whatever it looks like we, we have our intuition. We have the opportunity um, to get into a flow state, to get that inspiration. We don't ignore the hard things in life. We're not saying that, but it's about how we're going to respond to the hard things in life. 
And as a leader, I think that's one of the, the number one things that leaders need to learn how to do. Well, Vicki, it has been a real pleasure. I know at the time I need to let you go here in just a minute, but before we wrap things up for today, I wanted to give you a chance to share with my audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us the final word on the topic for today. Sure. So uh, I would love to offer um, your listeners uh, my my free bubble visualization. It it's just another way to feel better. If you're, if you use visualization creatively, you can start to recognize what the processes are for you to feel better. And so I'd like to offer that as a free gift. If anyone would like to go to my website, uh, and pick that up. And that I think would be a really great tool for people to start to experience uh, you know, what it would be like to actually feel better and feel more creative and more open to the inspiration that comes. And then I am also starting to offer uh, classes. Uh, I call them mediumship classes, but it's really just a way to open to your own innate spiritual gifts and how you can actually channel your own spiritual gifts in a way that helps you create the life you love and people can sign up for those as well on my website and um, I would love to connect with anybody that's interested in sort of more of the spiritual growth side of of leadership as well as the um, I guess it's called still personal development but uh, if, the, if they consider it more of the spiritual growth Wonderful. Thank you so much, Vicki. It's been a real pleasure. I encourage my audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Vicki can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Do you enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast? Enjoy ad-free listening by going to the Patreon page. And please consider contributing even at the producer or sponsorship level. And please leave a review. Thank you for your support. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Human Capital Innovations Podcast. I hope you stay healthy and safe and that you have a great week.